With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's time for our weekly conversation with college football analyst Petros Papadakis. Not that I'm a smart guy, I'm stupid. Brought to you by Sweet James Accident Attorneys. 41 yards! If you're hurt in an accident, call Sweet James right away at 800-500-5200. Sweet James will be sweet to you, but tough on insurance companies that will bully you. Baruch atah Adonai, Baruch atah Here's Dave Softy Muller. Losers. All right, boys and girls, that time of the week every Wednesday at 4 o'clock, we get the opportunity to talk to the Prince of Pigskin, the King of Sports Talk Radio in Southern California. Always fun, always enjoyable, always a treat. Hashtag blessed to talk to Petros Papadakis, courtesy of Sweet James. The dense spirit of justice, sweet James, have been coming through for people for 15 years, getting them what they deserve. After an accident, after you've been hurt in an accident, it's a confusing time. You feel like Jude Law and the talented Mr. Ripley. You don't know who's going to take advantage of you. And that's why sweet James swoops in. <laughs> and he helps you fight the insurance company and get you what you deserve. Give him a call, 800-500-5200. 800 or sweetjames.com. Oh, how are you, man? You ready for the big match Saturday night? Kent State, Washington, the Don James yes. Bowl, Kalen uh, DeBoer's debut, Michael Penix. Here we go. Had a busy uh, afternoon early here because I had to get my show done as quickly as possible and then get on the phone with the Kent State Golden Flashes. Yeah. I always thought it was the Golden Flash. Yeah, that, or I, I thought it was the Flashers, to be honest with you. Oh, ho, 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 ho. I did. I'm not freaking kidding you. I thought their mascot was like a guy in a trench coat. Well, there is the Shockers. <laughs> got That's Wichita. true. Oh. So. Yeah. So you talked to, uh, what is it, uh, Sean uh, Smith? Is that his name? Sean Lewis. Sean Lewis. I'm sorry. Sean I apologize. Yeah, what do you make of Sean Lewis, the head coach at Kent State? Impressive guy, and uh, he's uh, he's got a lot of other job offers. He turned that place around pretty quick, and if you look at your own coach, Kalen DeBoer, mm-hmm. they have a background in the MAC. That's and right. This guy definitely has that. He'd been at Bowling Green before. He's like a big, tall, bald guy with a huge beard. Yeah. Get this. <laughs> at Kent State, they have something called the Beard Gang, where you have to grow a beard from one point in the season to the rest right and you can only like shave your cheeks and maybe like your stash so all these dudes had these beards like all of them the sid the assistants everybody (laughs) they have a nickname for the defense yeah the soul collectors oh goo that sounds that's terrifying they're gonna take your soul wow well you know u-dub had the death road defense back in the day with Keyshawn bieri and azim victor and buddha baker and guys like that but the the soul collectors the soul collectors. wow that's actually pretty badass 
Yeah, they're called the Soul. Well, they have a new defensive coordinator. Yeah. And they're kind of trying to turn it around, it seems, on that side of the ball. Yeah. But their offense, I mean, they they are one of those teams that pride themselves on going extremely quickly. Yes. And if you watch one of their games, like the – it's easy to find on YouTube the uh, – the championship game for the Mac that mm-hmm. they played for last year. Against uh, NIU, is that right? Against NIU who right. won it, yeah. And the right. Mac's a good conference. Yeah. Pretty good. And, yeah. I mean, it's a competitive conference with good coaching. And a lot of these guys really know how to recruit. These industrial Ohio weird areas, they, they know how to dig people out. In fact, that's where Matt Campbell the from Iowa State, who we always talk about, came from, and a lot of other people. So anyway, they play really fast. So if you watch one of those films, you'll see, like, they really play, like, I guess somebody told me they could have an eight-minute period in practice and run 32 offensive plays Wow! in a wow. team period. Well, I know that they set a school record. They ran over 1,000 plays a year ago. But yeah. i got to be honest with you, man. I'm going to be up at night thinking about the soul collectors on defense. That's freaking, yeah. my God, take your effing soul. That is freaking me out, man. Well, let me ask you this, because UW is giving, like, 23 points in this game on Saturday. I'm just saying he's a good coach, and they yeah. have an identity. Yeah, that's fine. But but just so you know, and I'm sure you do know, it's no longer taboo to talk about gambling and handicapping and spreads on live television during the game. Gotcha. Yeah. You can do that now. Okay, so, you know, maybe if, you know, UW covers at the end or Kent State, you could, you know, hey, there My it is. My partner will. Right, there you go. Uh, but is it important for UW to cover that number and kick somebody's ass on Saturday? Uh, do style points matter against a MAC team? Or is there, honestly, if they won the game 31 28, should Husky fans be happy? It's interesting because I did a game on Saturday, a week zero game, and we had Coach Mora's team. Mm-hmm. In fact, the young yeah. villain. Got in there. That's right. That's and, right. Kale Millen. How about yeah, that? He got in there and, and played well. I ran a couple design package plays. and Was that a first... from a studio, too, by the way, in L.A.? Yes. <laughs> so should I not comment on the game? Do you not no, want to hear I'm about it? S- I'm sorry. Go ahead. Are you sure? Yes. Wait a minute. Okay. Go ahead. Are you sure? Yeah. And Utah State is a defending championship team, right? They won the, the Mountain West, yeah. and they were favored to win by, like, 30 over a hapless, considered to be hapless, UConn program. And UConn play, came in and took a 14-point lead and played pretty well, didn't give up any points in the third quarter. They kind of held their own and made a, made a game of it, even though Mora lost his quarterback and lost his uh, – and lost his uh, best receiver in, like, the first two series of the games. They had a true freshman going. And you have to say, well, uh, could that be that uh, Utah State was looking forward because they have to play Alabama next week and go to Tuscaloosa, and they kind of sleptwalk through the game? Or was it that Morris' team played really tough and had an edge to them, which they kind of did? And I think in in many cases, just like when Sweet James parcels out who's at fault for an accident, yeah. sometimes it's 60-40, 70-30, I think it, it's that kind of thing. But I don't think this is the Montana Grizz either. Yeah. Uh, looking at this team, yeah, like Utah State, they don't seem super interested in stopping the run, or at least they didn't last year. They have a new D coordinator and a new attitude, as I told you, 
The soul collectors. Who would I? Oh, I was gonna. I was gonna yell at you. You're saying Kent State doesn't isn't concerned about stopping the run. Well, Utah State didn't seem that way either. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> I was gonna say UW has got a couple of hotshot new co defensive coordinators who absolutely will stack the box and try and stop the run right. against any opponent. And, and Kent State uh, as a prolific run game. They they look a lot like what Chip Kelly was doing way back in the day. Mm. But mm. they do it mm. in a very 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 kind of we don't even care where we're lining up breakneck speed and that's kind of their culture and i guess it's a lot like running the veer option or something back in the day where you have that kind of offense you really have to kind of live and breathe it all year round and that's the identity of this sean lewis guy right and they're going to score i mean i think they're going to score points so uh washington's going to have to be much improved offensively as, as i think most people expect them to be and I don't know about style points. I, I think Kent State's pretty good mm-hmm. uh, as far as a MAC team goes. They're an upper echelon MAC team, and that's nothing to sneeze at. Yeah, well, I'm looking at two coaches in the Pac-12, and you you kind of mentioned it, Chip Kelly, right there. And I heard one of our other guys on this radio station, by the way, brought up this you know kind of same topic as well. And I'm curious to get your thoughts on it. You may know the guy's name. He does the ten to one show. His name is Jason Puckett, by the way. F you Puckett. Uh, and he's talking about Chip Kelly, and I agree with him. I mean, Chip Kelly hasn't done jack squat at UCLA. He's eighteen and twenty five at UCLA. How is he not on the hot seat this year? David Shaw has won 11 games in three years at Stanford. How is he not on the hot seat in Palo Alto? Well, you're talking about two places that have a certain vibe when it comes to all the sports teams on campus. They don't care about sports or football. Yeah, I get Well, You know, they're academically oriented. Mm. I think David Shaw could have a couple more tough seasons and no one would blink an eye there because of the success, the unprecedented success they had at Stanford and the fact that Stanford just kind of exists on their own plane of pretension, and it would be hard to imagine a world where he's not the head coach there. Uh, and I don't think the time for him to go be an NFL coach mm-hmm. is is ripe or as ripe as it used to be. The chip thing is interesting because Jim Mora made some very compelling arguments in that Pete Thamel article about why he shouldn't have been fired. I think you can look into some of the end of his career at UCLA and get some pretty good evidence that he seemed kind of checked out to some people yep. as well. Yep. So a lot of that sometimes is revisionist history. And then Chip Kelly came in because they invested a whole bunch of money in Chip Kelly coming in and in Chip Kelly taking over the program and building a new facility and basically reshaping UCLA football around Chip Kelly's vision. And in order to do that, apparently, I don't know if they had to, but they did, they really stripped down the whole thing. Or even kind of like the Husky Stadium renovation, they said it was a renovation, but they really just knocked over everything but one wall. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And and, uh, guys left. I mean, who's that D-end? Was a guy's named Jalen Phillips or something? A guy went to Miami, became a first-round pick. Mm -hmm. Uh, A Mm -hmm. lot of people left. I mean, a lot. And it didn't seem to bother Chip at all. Now, very slowly, he has climbed and gained and done some good things. I think Mr. Puckett should remember that if he lived here in Los Angeles, he would know that last time UCLA played USC, they hung like a 60-burger on them. 
and Dorian Thompson Robinson did the thing where he jumped over the guy and he signed the autograph or whatever. Uh, so <laughs> they have improved every year. And uh, he's yeah. done that. Yeah. He's also Ugh. done a lot better job. Well, I'm sorry if you don't want to hear it. He's done a lot better job of developing players than USC in the Clay Helton era or anybody else in the Pac-12, yeah. I believe, yeah. Yeah. when it comes to the NFL. Uh, however... You can't lose to Fresno State in September. Nope. You can't lose to San Diego State and act like it's no big deal. I mean, that ruffles a lot of people's feathers. But I think he's still just playing with house money, and they just don't look at it the same way as some of the outsiders. Now, if they have a six-win season this year, Mm -hmm. I expect them, somebody, to pay the bill because they got all this money coming in with the Big Ten and they need to find a new direction if they're going to find a new direction. But he's got an experienced quarterback. He's got a really good running back. And he finally fired his old BFF, who was the defensive coordinator, Jerry Azanaro. And he's got a new coordinator. And maybe they find uh, that lightning in a bottle. Yeah. Uh, uh, they could be very good this year. Well, so we'll I, see. I, I agree. The expectations this year are high. So it's time to, you know, kind of crap or get off the pot, I guess, if you're if you're Chip Kelly. I love that saying, by the way. Uh, uh, so I had a girl say that to me once about getting married. You think it turned me on? I'm not married yet. <laughs> so you're dating somebody. And she said, what, it's time for us to crap or get off the pot? Something like that. Yeah, well, like, you know, know what, what honey, that's... I'm going to take a big poop and move yeah, on. That's what I'm going to do. Uh, <laughs> hey, by the way. I'm feeling constipated. You so. mentioned, you mentioned uh, Kale Millen playing for UConn. You know who's starting for Colorado State on Saturday morning on ABC against the Michigan Wolverines? Uh, His other son. He's been around. Clay Millen. Oh, my God. He's going to be starting for Nevada. He's going to be starting for Jay Norvell. How nervous would you be if your boy was making his first college start at the big house against the Wolverines and Jim Harbaugh on national TV? I'd be nervous, but I'm not uh, the cool cucumber known as Hugh Millen either. So, mm. you know, I, I What's I, that, I mean, Dick? <laughs> What's that, Dick? Just <laughs> been... Around, I think that's a wonderful thing. You know, a guy I know, uh, Paul McDonald, yeah, yeah, who was an old USC All-American quarterback, a really nice man, used to do the games for years. His son is starting for Bowling Green oh. at the Rose Bowl. Yeah. 103, it's supposed to be at 1130 oh. at the Rose Bowl. They're going to kick off at 1130, 103 in Pasadena, yeah. and it'll be yeah. similar. And, you know, that's grass. So it won't be as bad on the field, but it'll still be 115 or something. And the same as USC versus Rice, mm. like a 2 o'clock kick or something like that. Yep. So it is going to be hot as balls. It is going to be hot. You know who else? By the way, speaking of coaches that make it fired, Petros, courtesy of SweetJames.com, uh, you see John Gruden wants back in the NFL, and I don't know, maybe some coach. You think a college football team? He's never coached in college football as a head coach. He was at Pittsburgh and like Southeast Missouri as an assistant, but sure. would I mean if if things don't work out, USC just hired Lincoln Riley. What better way to fight that back if you fire Chip Kelly than going and hiring John Gruden to coach at UCLA? See, I was thinking more like Liberty. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, I got you. You know, UCLA. You try to make it funny. UCLA is a UC, you know. So. Mm-hmm. They have that whole Regents thing, so they, they wouldn't go for that. Well, they're kind of linked in with the government in California. <laughs> 
Well, but now they got the Big Ten money coming in. I don't know. They Maybe sure they'll start do. to they... think. Would you hire John Gruden to be your head football coach of a major Division One powerhouse program? No. Why not? No. I don't know. I, th- I think probably the, the world of uh, offensive football at the pro level that he's been in for so long would not translate to the college level. And he would have a hard time. Because and I, I dealt with this in my career just uh, – and, and I was very young. And, and obviously there's a lot of uh, looking back and hindsight. But like Paul Hackett when he came to USC was a West Coast offense guy. And I watched him and Hugh Jackson, who both were West Coast offense people, just utterly confuse Carson Palmer for three years and make it hard. And they just couldn't understand why he didn't understand this concept or the receiver didn't understand the concept when he understood it. Like, we just couldn't get on the same page. And a lot of time they were requiring us to get on the same page after the snap. And the reason the West Coast offense is successful, especially that model, uh, and the language, like I can watch Gruden coach and, and I can line up and do what they're supposed to because it's that it's all from that 49er tree yeah, and it's all the same terminology. Right. And, you know, part of the problem is the guys that were successful doing that, it's like, yeah, it's Joe Montana throwing it to Jerry Rice. Mm. That's why they're on the same page after the snap. Mm. Not a shock that John Elway and Ed McCaffrey – after eight years of playing together or something like that, figured it out and understood how to play together and master it. And to try to teach, you know, an 18-year-old who just showed up from Long Beach Poly and a kid from Orange County, you know, sometimes college football players, they thrive more when you just tell them, hey, you do this, and then they go do it, or they react to it. And uh, so I think that that would probably – I mean, I know it's a long answer – but uh, I think that's what probably would happen to Gruden that's too if much. he came down to the yeah. college level. I think I his you. offense would be too complicated yeah. for whatever quarterback, big-time guy they tried to recruit and ruin. More than anything, I want better execution. Are we clear on that? I want better execution. I mean, he says he's an, a good guy, so, I mean, that should be enough. Right? Well, that's how – I mean, that, the funniest <laughs> thing was I was watching the Detroit – it is kind of funny now. Even hey, I'm a good guy. Watching Pete Carroll try to do his, you know, uh, his Peter Pan act. You know, it's getting older and older every year with the oh, jumping around trying to act like a you quarterback. You just cannot help yourself. I'm just saying. Yeah. It is interesting, though, because I watch the Hard Knocks, cool. and you see Dan Campbell, and he's got kind of his style. And we're getting further and further away from that type of football coach. Mm-hmm. I mean, the guys, I mean, we have Sean McVay and, and uh, Coach Staley down here in L.A. Yeah, kids. And not only that, but they're very CEO-like, mm-hmm. right? They use a lot of very uh, kind of uh, business-like terminology. They are very measured. They use everybody's name. I mean, it's not like Jim Mora yelling, playoffs, you know? I mean, it's a very different kind of vibe because if you think about it, there's so much money being made. That, you know, these guys can't act like Lindy and Fonty anymore or whatever. <laughs> and it's kind of sad. You know what I mean? I like Dan Campbell going oh, yeah. up there all swole. I think you're freaking right. Freaking out and dropping I did. I did, too. I loved it, man. You know, and I kind of like megalomaniac Pete Carroll trying to go out there and still throw the ball. I mean, that's still <sighs> part of, like, because football is a sport for idiots. You know, and we we glorify the players and the coaches like they're the leaders of society. And, yes, the, the, the sport does reveal great virtue and competition, but these aren't the geniuses and the people to be followed in our society. Yeah. And uh, I like it when they're crazy. 
you know, when they try to act like they're running at the Apple Corporation, I start to feel creepier than I should. And I should feel creepy, mm. but I don't want to feel that creepy. I feel sorry for you, Frosty. All right, man. I feel sorry for you, Frosty. I feel sorry for you, Frosty. <sighs> I love you. I just love the fact that you got to sneak in a Carol slam before the whole thing comes Didn't to an end. Did you see that tweet where they're like, no. this is a Cialis commercial? No, no, I didn't they see that. They had him bouncing around doing the thing. They're like, look at this. It's, and they had the Cialis music. It was just a, a flash of hormonal upsurge or something. Yeah. <laughs> All right, That dude. was, Coach. Great stuff, hey, man. I feel sorry for you, Frosty. You don't get a chin, an erect chin like that, a big chin <laughs> erection like he has by not kicking ass your whole life. Ah, God. You, yeah. what's up, man? Where you been? It's around. Been around. All right. Well, talk in a week. Hey, have fun Saturday night. If you need me, then uh, shoot me a text. Cause go I, Cade, go yeah. Clay, go all Millens. All right, man. Later. Yeah, and we'll talk. I want to talk about Odunze oh, wow. and Alumu Ale and ZTF and Mike Panic's Junior. I feel sorry for you, Frosty. All right, man. We'll talk later. See you, buddy. Petro's with us. He's doing the game on Saturday night for FS1. We're going to break. Textimonials 445. Coming up tonight on the radio show, do style points really matter for UW? You know, honestly, I mean, first game, DeBoer, Penix, do they... If they don't win by 90, are you going to go bananas on Monday morning on the KJR text line? 49451, we'll get some thoughts from you. And then Danny Cannell from betonline.net. What about the over-under for the dogs at 7.5? What about Oregon giving, uh, getting 17? How about the dogs giving 23? Utah giving 3 in the swamp. All that coming up with Danny Cannell from betonline.net at 5 o'clock tonight on Sports Radio 93.3 KJRFM. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.